0: Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, it's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 285, 15 away from the big 300 for April 28, 2021. My name is Phil Pinsky, with me as always, Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Clingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, and Jimmy Daresta. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi, and Pop Pop Makerspace. What? Are we working on bill loots? All right, so I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna play uh, my thing where I'm not really working on anything, but I have something to say. Um, what makes this community so awesome? I, I can tell you, um, Jimmy Duresta. Why is Jimmy Duresta awesome? Because out of nowhere, last week Jimmy decides to text, well, my wife, just ask how we're doing and to check in, and. I thought that was just pretty awesome, and also to get my number from her because he has her number but not mine. So then, we basically it's just hey man, what's going on? You healthy? You happy? Blah blah blah. blah. And then of course Casey caught him up on some stuff, and but I am so blessed. First of all, I have you two as my best friends. Bottom line. Right, yeah. But to have the likes of Jimmy Duresta just text and say, "Hey, man, how you doing? Are you okay?" This is why he's so huge. Because I'm sure I would love to believe I'm the only one that he does that with. But it's but Jimmy reaches out to people. He cares. Jimmy, if you're listening, we love you. I I love you probably more. Um, that's what I'm. I'm. What am I up to, Phil? I'm I'm basking in the afterglow from the attention I received. Why do you have to make glow? everything
0: gross? Yeah. Do you know what afterglow means? <laughs>
1: Basking in the afterglow is enjoying some amazing experience.
0: Negative, it is postcoital bliss.
1: <laughs> postcoital, coital post-coital. marital is like relations. A... Oh, but we're not married. <laughs>
0: well, well you keep well giving done. the milk for free. You might be. <laughs> By the way, how come Jimmy gets a pass, but when I call your wife, it's something wrong?
1: Because usually you're calling to find out if there's any way we can politely let me go without me being upset.
0: Yeah, that's only part of the conversation. Uh, Tim, <laughs> what about you? What do you work on? <laughs> um,
2: I actually have things to talk about working on i guess um i mean it's all the same stuff uh making this massive order of guinea pig tanks and um preparing my truck for the guitar show on may 23rd in massachusetts uh working on a couple guitars i'm working on the great guitar build off guitar and it's all i think going to work which is cool um and uh, uh oh god there was one other thing oh yeah i mentioned that I, I haven't done it yet i took the doors down um at my my house that I need to to finish up, which I I just don't have room on my bench. There's so many other little things going on, but um, yeah, you know, doing all sorts of make or, Oh yeah, the um, I launched my the tool that you guys love to make fun of me for the square X and the square L. Um, I put the video out on Sunday launching them, and uh, I didn't make a ton of them. Uh, you know, like uh, because I, I I just I wanted to see how it would go first. You know what I mean? And uh, and I sold out in like twelve hours on the X. Um, wow! So I was like, well, I guess I need to make more of those. Uh, the L, there's still a few, a few available right now. Um, but so I did start. making... You didn't forget to put mine and Phil's in the mail, right?
0: Yeah, you didn't. Wouldn't forget that.
2: Uh, geez, I did. You,
1: you actually said you would on the air. I mean, people will back us up. That yeah,
2: that's I didn't see your. Happen. I didn't see your order come in. Um, you know, I mean, I'm the point, pretty yeah. sure it was like, <laughs> oh, you two will
1: get one. Don't worry, especially one of the original batch because you know that's the most thoughtful thing to
0: do, but no, you go ahead and do your business.
2: That's I honestly perfect. had every intention of giving you one of those two original batches, but then they sold out Stop. in 12 hours, so...
0: Don't worry. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It's my pleasure. to awesome. put in an order. But why don't you tell everybody what the difference between the X and the L is?
2: Well, the, the L is, I mean, so the, the whole tool is based around uh, what we'd call a, a machinist ruler, right? Just like a very small six-inch ruler. Um, the, the way I had them marked is on one side is all inches, and then the other side is all... Millimeters, So it's, you know, um, yeah, just... But, you know, usually they have, like, it's, like, the left and right of one side is metric and imperial. So you have to look across mm-hmm. the metric over the imperial, and the lines don't line up. So it's, like, very frustrating to look at. Then the back has a bunch of, like, oh, well, 132nd is a .0375, like, all these, like, translate you don't really need. So what I did is I printed the back with all centimeters. So it's centimeters all the way across the whole side, and the other side's all imperial. So that was, like, the one thing I had... I made these overseas, so I had to make, like, a lot of them, you know, to make it worthwhile. So I'm selling those just individually, too. Um, and then, uh, so then the L is basically just, like, if you buy one of those machinist rulers, they usually have, like, a little metal clip that comes with them. It's, like, a depth gauge. So you can, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's an uh, it's an audio format, so people can't see this. But Bill is holding up his. Um, and so they have this little metal gauge. And, they, you know, it's, like, a little pocket clip type thing. You can slide them down and use it as a gauge. And they're okay, um, but the problem is, is that they're for me. They're not long enough to reach anything that I need to measure. Um, so the L, I just made a bigger one of those out of out of acrylic, uh, and there's like a little sort of spring mechanism in it that that keeps it like in place basically. And I'm still might change. I have some other ideas I might try, but but um, so it's just it's just a bigger bigger version of that. Uh, but then the X is two of those rulers going across at 90 degree angles so you can actually measure depths and lengths at the same time or just use that really long 6 inch ruler to measure you know the height of something that's far away that you can't get with a regular machinist ruler with that little Mm. clip or even with the L the L is like about an inch long
1: Yes. I, I would highly recommend Tim, you did an amazing informational video about how these work and um, it was fun. But for anybody that's trying to grasp what he's saying, go watch the video because I got half a dozen different ideas of how to apply that in just everyday stuff in the shop. Right. Uh, just it's, based upon watching you actually use it. It's like, oh, 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 oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a so great know, video. But yeah, if you haven't seen thanks. it, check it out.
2: It's one it's one of those things that like I mean ninety nine percent of the time you don't You probably don't need it you know what i mean it's not like um you know and that's why i kind of like the one video i did i did like a fake infomercial where it's like oh you have to have this or your life is over it's like no you don't you know but there are these key little things that i find myself doing that none of the measuring equipment i have does um Mm -hmm. and i was like you know well if i'm looking to do this there's got to be other people that that are looking for this too you know so sure enough i mean and i searched the internet uh, looking for something like this, I figured it must make something, and they do, I'll, I'll, you know. But I'll get to that in a sec. Um, but I, I just I couldn't find anything like it. Like, and it wasn't until after I put the video out, someone told me they're like, "Well, Starett makes that," and I was like, "Please share a link." I I looked like I looked everywhere because I you know, I wanted to see who was making it. But the one that Starett makes is designed to g- work with. It's a it's an additional part, like a like a accessory for your uh, your regular like adjustable square um what do they call it? like the tony rouleau makes the um all right uh, oh, yeah. the, the sliding s- square
0: s- you know yeah, yeah, yeah
2: it's, it's a square it's a square yeah um uh, compound <laughs> so compound they have names,
0: yeah i know they, <laughs> no, there's any not compound it. yeah whatever those things are called. great back to google <laughs> and like i know this like I, know. I i know this i know i have one yeah yeah
2: um but so you know those those function with the um, and that's what that's actually what the square L looks like is a mini version of one of those um, combination right? square combination square thank you uh, that's yeah. you know what the L... the L is basically a mini combination square right but then the X is something unique so so Stara does make a piece that you can put onto your one inch combination square and when I say one inch I mean that's the width of the ruler my rulers are ten millimeters wide so less than half that. Um, and, uh, and then you could put two rulers in and there's a thumb screw you can twist to, to tighten it. So they, they actually do make a, a machined beautiful metal piece for using two larger rulers to work in this X fashion as my tool, but it's much, much larger. You know, it's designed for these one-inch-wide rulers that are, like, almost, you know, a sixteenth of an inch thick or whatever. They, they might be $0.50 cents or so more expensive as well? And <laughs> 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 mine are right now retailing for $33, and theirs, without the rulers, mine comes with the rulers and a little case to display it. Their metal piece, without anything else, just the metal piece is $157. So mine's, yeah, a, little, mine's a little bit less. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. So, so what, what I like about the X, and then we can move on, um, what I like about the X is that it's not that you can't do what it does, but you can't do what it does without using more than one tool. Right? right. You you have to use extra stuff to do that to where this is just a quick and simple boom, this measurement, boom, that measurement. One yeah. tool does both things. You know, well, it does more than that, but I mean that's yeah. the, the neat function of it is the is the width and depth, basically. Yeah. Right? I don't know how you're saying
2: it, but yeah, that, I guess that's how how you would, how I would say it. Yeah, it's just you know, I, I mean every like we everything we do we could do with a chisel and a, and a rock, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And all these tools well, just I make don't it. I can? Yeah, yeah. All these tools yeah. just make it easier and faster, right? So this is just one more of those things. If you're doing like these really types of small like work and measuring, this this might come in handy for you, you know. And um, you know, when I made the original square, like I wasn't doing this type of work. I was doing more like you know furniture, and so I, that thing is. It was the same kind of idea. I was like, well, there's got to be, you know, there's like, I don't like that I'm, I have to move the ruler to measure these two different directions to find, you know, it's like kind of all these little things. That one I think is a little more universal and has like, uh, you know, it, it does more. Maybe it's more like a multi tool, whereas this is just does these very specific measurements, but it does it with, you know, very high accuracy and precision. So, mm-hmm. and ease, you know. So that's what
1: I've been up well, to. It's it, it, exciting. Um, Phil? What, what about you? What, what's going on in your world besides concussions?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Very elegantly said, Bill. Thank <laughs> you for that introduction. Um, so I got a few things done in the shop this past week. Um, one of them was, I think I talked about it uh, a few weeks ago, was that uh, the playhouse that was sort of behind the ice rink in the backyard, uh, someone took a slap shot and, and basically went through one of the cedar planks. And so it was kind of like, it was very splintery. So I took it out. And I had put together, I had enough wood to laminate two together to basically replicate this thing. And then when I looked at the profile, it was like a com, it was pretty complex profile. It was, it had, uh, it tapered, uh, and then it also like, uh, it had a rabbit and all this stuff. And uh, and and so I was looking at, okay, how am I gonna do this? How why am I going to do this? And then I remembered one of my favorite makers, Matthias Wandel. What does he do? He doesn't remake the entire part. He cuts away the bad part, and then he glues in a replacement. And so yep. that's that's what I did, and it was uh, surprisingly much easier. <laughs> and so, uh, and so as long and and in as much time as it took the glue to dry, the piece was repaired instead of having right. to like really mess around with trying to remake this part, which ultimately like to set up the machinery to do this would not have been worth it for one slat. So uh, this was much more uh, economical as far as time. And so it's back up there on the treehouse. The the other thing that I finished. Can yep.
1: I ask you real quick about that? Um, yeah. So you say somebody took a slap shot and it damaged pretty good this siding piece. Yeah. Are you sure somebody maybe didn't take a little slap shot to AJ and maybe that's how his little siding got uh, marred up?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Pretty sure it was a sidewalk. Okay. Okay. Just, just yeah. checking. Yeah. Just checking. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. I don't know what that means. What did that? I don't know. What, what does the thumb inside your fist mean? He did the. He did the. Oh, this, oh, the universal, universal for, symbol of I'm in distress. Right. Please help right. me. My, well, my home. isn't am, safe. I'm going to be signaling this all night because <laughs> this is causing me a lot of distress. Um. Yeah. No. So, the next thing I finished was the door handle for the client work or whatever, and he'd asked me to do it. And good, fast, cheap, right? You want something mm. good, you want it fast, it's not gonna be cheap. You want something fast and good, it's not gonna be. Cheap? Yeah, fast and good, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we get it. We bottom get it. line, the, yeah. the thing's been in my shop for three months, and I just finally finished it. So, it's done, that's ready to go. And the last thing that I worked on was. Um, so the first step stool that I ever made was for Jake mm-hmm. and uh, and he's had it this whole time but it's been in his closet he's eight years old he doesn't need a step stool anymore so what I did was I um, I put some primer and then on top of the primer some white paint and I'm getting ready to uh, to basically just rebadge it for AJ so we picked oh. out the fun graphic that he wants on top and he wanted spider-man so I'm gonna do spider-man for him and so he'll get a step he doesn't really need a step stool, mind you Maybe he needs one. Anyways, he wanted one, and it's been in his closet for at least a year, and it says Jake on it, so I felt kind of bad.
2: Don't you just have so. to just just white
0: out the K and the E? The K and the E. And Jake? N- no. No, because that would just be jaw. Yeah, close enough. Just put Turn it a mirror upside over down. It.
2: Just look in, look in a mirror. Yeah. You, look
0: at it. you just come up with the most brilliant <laughs> ideas. How do you do it? Nice.
2: I hang out with Bill. I hang out with Bill. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gift. It's a gift. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's a gift. Yeah. Uh, No. So I'm going to make a. So I basically, instead of having to build a step stool for him, I'm just rebadging an older one. And I, and I've done that before in the past for Jake when he wanted like a different design as he got older and could choose it. So I don't remember what I did initially. Maybe it was balloons and then he wanted dinosaurs. So I did dinosaurs. AJ's going to get Spider-Man and his own name on there. So that, uh, those are the three things I did this week.
1: Cool. Hey, so let me ask you something. If if you were interested in tuning out Tim's good ideas, is there any kind of product that we could think of that you might be able to just like tune out the bad noise, but have good noise go into your ears?
0: Huh. Nothing comes to mind. But I would like to talk about IsoTunes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Bill,
2: that makes no sense. But let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No clue what you're saying, but let me talk about hearing protection. Um, all kidding aside, that was a great segue. Thank you for that. Isotunes is our uh, is our tip segment sponsor, and they are a phenomenal company, and we love working with them. And uh, I'm ignoring Tim right now. And uh, they're our family company, and the products are incredible. So what they are is two different kinds of product. One is in-ear buds, and one is over-ear cans. I've used both. My preference is the cans, but they're all Bluetooth. They all um, essentially protect your hearing from, from loud machinery, loud noise, loud uh, podcast hosts. And, uh, and so you can do what you gotta do without worrying about damaging your hearing, which is the critical part of this. But I've said it before, I'll say it again. The thing that I love about it is the peace of mind of knowing that I am connected to my phone, and if the wife calls, if a text comes in, I know that i'm not missing anything and i can continue to work with peace on my mind and it's uh and it's a tremendous uh tremendous feeling yes
2: can i tell you how comfortable the links are they're actually there's they're so comfortable i actually have a complaint with the design of them is that if you don't touch any buttons on your phone or on the links for four hours they go into they turn themselves off to save the battery because they just assume you're not using them. And they're so comfortable. Yeah. That happens to me almost every day. I go in. I put them on. I just start playing podcasts or music or whatever. And I work. I don't need them on. I'm not running heavy machinery. I just leave them on. And then four hours yeah. go by. And, and they turn off. I'm like, oh, man, I must have killed the battery. But I didn't kill the battery because the battery is so efficient in the darn things. I've only used like 20 or 30% of it. And, uh, and I have to turn it back on. So that's my complaint. Huh. Not really a complaint.
0: It's a. It's a. Not really a complaint. No. Good for you though, phrasing it that way. I um, <laughs> I actually also do the same thing. I find I I find like you normally with my yellows, my whatever my Stanley ones, I would take them on and off. I'd put them on mm. as I need them, take them off as I need them, and and I just find I just leave the links on, mm. and uh, and I also find that with the safety glasses. Uh, they're still comfortable, whereas with the with the Stanleys that I had, they were not. They'd press too hard against my face, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't comfortable. Maybe that's why I kept taking them off. Anyways, um, so what we have here is our weekly tip segment, and um, and what we're doing as part of that is this contest where, and I guess this is the last week where we're taking submissions. Uh, everybody who submitted a tip, and we got a ton of them. Uh, everyone who submitted a tip gets entered to win a pair of Isotunes, uh, and you'd see which ones are available by going to isotunes.com slash reclaimedaudio. Uh, those are the ones whoever is the winner gets to choose from. And um, and for everybody else, you can still go to isotunes.com slash reclaimedaudio and use our coupon code RECLAIM10 uh, to get $10 off any pair of, uh, of Isotunes that's on that landing page. And there's quite a few, and $10 off of... You know, 70 or $80 is, is, a, is a good little discount. So that's, uh, that's terrific. And, um, and just want to throw a bit of gratitude towards our, our sponsor here uh, because these are the kinds of companies that we love working with. These are products that we believe in. Um, and these are companies that support our community. And it's important for us to support the companies that support our community. So uh, cheers to you, Isotunes. Thank you. It's been uh, tremendous working with you and looking forward to working with you, uh, you know, continuing to work together. Uh, So, So
1: I I will say words. Um, Number one, I got a tip submitted to me directly. Um, I will give you the name submission. Um, But also, I'm thinking that um, the interactive uh, experience of having people submit tips to be a part of Isotunes, here's what I would like to see. I would Mm -hmm. like you all to bombard Isotunes or us directly with a new idea for what type of hearing protection you would like you're welcome iso tunes in advance um i i don't know maybe you know the the uh, uh, a pair of cans on the outside that also have the two beer holders with the silly straws that come down um mm-hmm. uh, yeah. bling bling type in ear i i don't know but if but if you can think of something like hey a serious some product research here
2: you know how like um like in the science fiction movie, the, there'll be like this guy with that, like Boba Fett, right? He's got the helmet on. And then I'll have the little the little lens that will flip out, like the scope that will flip off from yes. the helmet over their eye. What if there were two of those, one on either side, so you could actually have your safety glasses built into your links. And you could just flip your, your safety glasses over.
1: So that's silly. I like everything you here, just I- said. I- no, no 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 no
2: I had a real idea.
1: This is why I'm making this whole contest although I think everybody should bombard us too. And a mask that pulls See, out. Reclaimed Audio said you want to build okay. us something special for our for our. anyway, what about seriously a pair of the the cans that mm-hmm. have a flip-down visor? So you get your eye protection and your hearing protection in one. That's what I said, but mine was going to look surprisingly like
0: surprisingly similar to what, what Tim said. Boba Fett.
1: No, Tim was talking about Boba Fett. I don't even know why be, although he's going to have his new show coming
2: soon, but still Boba Fett's going to have a show?
0: Yeah. You didn't know that? They're doing a spin-off. Mandalorian? Mandalorian? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's going to be a new show for Boba gentlemen Fett. gentlemen remember no. the 80s, and specifically of the 80s, waterbeds?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Boy, if- do I ever.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to. Again, it's gross. Let that marinate. It's always gross. Just let that marinate. Yeah, yeah. He's remembering his, his 80s waterbeds along with his afterglow. Um, so what I'm thinking is over your cans that are tiny little waterbeds and that's what's creating rather than foam. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, You know, so it creates a like, more comfortable seal. Could be, yeah,
2: like could a be like gel. A gel. Almost yeah. like a, a, a yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Think about that, Isotunes.
1: Mm. Huh. Yeah. So this is
0: R&D. We should be getting <laughs> R&D credits for this. <laughs> All right,
1: so for the tip this week, somebody and this I think this is pretty ingenious. Um, everybody knows about baby food jars for holding nuts and bolts, right? And you can screw the lids yep. to this, the, yeah, to up light. underneath something. So somebody said, "Hey, I don't know if anybody else does this, but this is the idea." He he, the same thing, but he created labels with like construction paper or something, and he would stick it because the top of the jar is actually smaller than the bottom, so you just you figure out the width of that piece of paper you can put on there three quarter inch nuts three quarter inch bowls instead of just writing on the jar with sharpies and he had just i don't know it just looked like a neat organization tool for using the baby food jars up top but creating a label that goes on the inside of the jar so when it's full it actually it's pushing up against it and it just says what it is you can print it out make it look fancy or you can calligraphate it's a cleaner look right yeah a a cleaner look so matt thank you i would like to see a picture of that yeah, oh yeah. I will demonstrate uh,
2: to you. Who was Who was it that submitted that? Uh, Matt. Matt, you got a just, last name?
0: Just Matt. Just Yeah, it's like Share.
2: Just Matt. <laughs> no, it's uh hold on let me see. I just I need it for the list. Um, but. Okay, well while you Um it's Palmer. Matt Palmer. 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 <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um okay, great. Thanks Matt. Uh, and we also had one Thanks Matt Palmer. F- we uh, just Matt. Just Matt, please.
0: Just, just math fine, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and we also have one Matt from Donna. we have one from John. Just John. John, just John, just
0: <laughs> John, John,
2: yeah. From John Wills, um, that came just in. <laughs> Uh, so I think we all know the blue tape and super glue tip to hold pieces of wood together. And if, and if you don't, that's where you basically make your own two-sided tape by putting masking tape on one thing, then masking tape on the other thing, putting super glue on the masking tape, then putting them together, and pa-pow, they're stuck together. So, um, I've been needing to sand very thin strips down even thinner recently for some art projects. It gets tedious and scary if I'm trying to use my belt sander, so my tip is to tape and glue my small piece to a square piece of plywood to safely hold it up to the belt. And now I don't lose my fingertips. Thanks for sharing all these tips with us commenters from John. That's a great tip. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is actually pretty neat. Um, and John is a I, great I was thinking commenter. about
2: that.
1: You can, you can mm. almost do veneer. You know I mean? Something as thin as veneer like that to be able to just to hold it down to be able to work it,
2: sand it, cut it, whatever. It's a great idea. I have in my, my drum sander. I've done that before. I, I forget what it was I was doing. I was doing I was making a veneer. Um, for a guitar, probably, I don't know. And I remember doing that or doing something similar to that, yeah. And then the other thing you could do if you have a drum sander is you can build a, um, because it's only going to want to push one way, right? So uh, I made sleds that had just, I just glued a little strip of wood on the back of it. So when you run it through, if the piece you have is loose, it'll just get slid against this fence on the back of the, of the piece of wood mm-hmm. and then and then that just gets sanded along with it so as you keep going through that little lip will just sand down with your material and be the same thickness of it but you know it doesn't matter In, you anytime with, you can uh, well, yeah Go
0: I was ahead. Just gonna say you could, just, you could just do the same thing with a planer because not everybody's got a drum sander but if you're doing thin strips like that you could just uh, yeah. do that yeah, the painter's pla- tape the... and glue trick
2: yeah, you can get you can get pretty thin on a planer, but they get kind of crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd be well, pretty scared I, if, to do like three eighths of an inch. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know. If you if you've got a, if you're trying to plane down something a half an inch or less, yeah. uh, you just build a sled for it, right? That you basically yeah. is what you're saying. Just build a sled for yeah. so you can run it through, take off a little tiny bit, get that nice finish on it. Mm. Anything yeah. you can do to not plane or sand your fingertips is always a good thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, don't do that. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Two tips today. Two tips. I like it. I like it. Um, do we want to do the iTunes review review now? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that now. Let's do that. What do we got? What do we got? Anything good? Um, yes, we
2: had a, a couple. Um, here they are. Uh, let me see. We had a few come in. Um, the, well, here's one from Canada, from Bob. What? Bob Gilly. Um, Bob Gilly gave us five stars and wrote great podcasts, and I, I like this one because Bob says I am new to the podcast and loving it. I'm going back to old episodes and learning lots. Thanks, Bob. Well, thank you. Uh, that's um that's nice to see a new a new listener coming in and writing a review. Um, you know, like to to jump in mm-hmm. and, and play along. I really appreciate that. Like most of these people, like the next one I'm about to read, have um, been writing reviews for a while. <laughs>
0: so it's Is nice. it John?
2: I, no, no, it's number two. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> our number two okay. reviewer behind John is uh, Ryan Barnrat Ridgeley.
0: I knew it was going to be the grim Squeaker.
2: Yeah, and his title is my 13th review. <laughs> and it's not even a review. It's just a shameless self-promotion. Don't forget to head over to TikTok for behind-the-scenes glimpses at the world of urban nuisance wildlife control and antics on our farm about the same amount of reclaiming coming out of our shop as Bill's. <laughs> uh, just search out Huntsman Wildlife oh, nice. and, and look for the stag slash H logo Click on follow. So, like we always say, uh, we will read any review that is a five star review, even if they're not reviews and they're just TikTok commercials.
0: And mean to Bill. I'll have you oh, know yeah, one yeah. thing. Bonus for okay. That. Uh Okay. Mr. Ridgely, only I may make fun of Bill. Okay. <laughs> that is our thing.
1: So, here's the thing, though. Honestly, uh, check out Ryan and Candace's wife. Uh, follow them on socials because they're funny and they, they, they do a lot of stuff. Uh, they post a lot and they're just, they definitely make your day go by a little bit better. So give him a, give him a like
2: and a follow, even if he is a jerk. I don't care. Okay.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Um,
2: okay. So uh, next up is from uh, So X Cal. I'm, I'm guessing it's not some kind of SoCal maybe SoCal straight edge with the X in the middle. Um, maybe it's a Socal' Sicorkel X whatever your thing is oh talking. it could, it could yes. be yeah, it might be a, co- a competing brand
0: <laughs> Man, oh, you know what it's so funny that all of a sudden like you just got like these X measuring tools are just flooding the market
2: <laughs> right <laughs> uh, title the title is tips tricks and banter uh, Phil uh, what did you make today? That's your note like on Tim's base and that's that's a callback from. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, we were talking about, uh, like, I used to have the note that said work harder, we were talking about how we needed, like, a saying, you know, what did, yeah. so he said, mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. so
0: what's my, what's my note?
2: Uh, what did you make today? So you're supposed
0: to, so, I mean, I make stuff, I okay. do make stuff, okay, well, that's, With make in
1: all capitals, so
2: what did you make yeah, today? Yeah, that's,
0: yeah, I didn't say that part, so, all right,
2: okay, um, these, okay. these guys are great, the three stooges of reclaiming, accurate. Um, you never know what every episode brings. Uh, pro tip, listen to this in the car or in your shop while working, not when you're out adulting and doing things like grocery shopping. There may or may not have been some people who thought I was crazy laughing at Phil's basketball daddy daycare description today and commenting on his <laughs> ongoing status in the project. I've always left each episode having gained general insight into things. Thanks for the different view on, like, everything. Uh, I, You know what? I have podcast that I listen to, you know, in my iso tunes for four hours until they turn off, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm alone in my shop, and sometimes I hear stuff that makes me laugh out loud. Uh, and that's always, like, a, a, like that's nice, right? And to, to, to think that we can yeah. do that, that we're the people that are making other people look foolish, I love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: He mentioned me. I don't think he mentioned either one of you, but fair enough. Point yeah. taken. Okay.
2: And, um, one more, and this is... <laughs>
0: Yeah. point Tim. Two.
2: Tim's just gonna
1: go right, just, roll, just roll right past. Yeah, I know like he real. was
0: genuinely offended by that. Yeah. Fu- you can yeah, be funny too sometimes. I don't know. That was permission. That was not a statement. Go ahead. Tim. Oh, the, thank you.
2: <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, Thanks. Unlike usually. So uh, our last. <laughs> oh, nice. Little there. You're getting a little Phil esque there. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> um, this is my favorite review um, to date. For for now, at least until the next one comes in, that I say that. Um, and It is from Australia. The author's name is Green Change. The title is Reclaimed Audio, and the review is simply, "Here's your damn review." <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I love that. It's, it's the
0: time when people Australian, put the not effort. Canadian. Yes,
2: Australian. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's when people put the effort into to saying something meaningful that yeah. really touches me um, in a right warm in. place. That's
0: yeah.
1: Never mind. <laughs>
2: it's glowing.
0: <laughs> yes, after. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right. Do we even have time? Okay. <laughs> we, we, we started. I, I think we do. I, I think yeah, uh, we, have we have. Let's. Well, we knocked all the business out. We we were. Yeah. Trying to be tight this week because we're late. Sorry for being late. I'm not
0: sorry. Um. Let's talk about our topic. Our topic this week is. Minimax, right? So, max minimalism actually maximizes. What's the,
1: what's the quote, Bill? That
0: yeah, hit us up.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't even remember. i well, I have to look at look at. I'm so profound sometimes. Um, minimalism maximizing use of space, creating its own paradox, makes me meander in my thoughts.
0: Who said that? Me. No, who's the actual author of that statement? No, that's me. What?
1: I just I've I've heard stuff about minimalists and maximizing space and so I I just strung some words together to go with my picture today But the idea is that you know, uh, the 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 paradox the 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 absolute paradox of You know minimalism is maximizing something
0: Yeah, yeah, I know it for sure it is I mean you're always you're maximizing the space by paring down all the crap you put into that room Very that was very profound Mm. good for you um yeah, I think, I think in our own – I mean we could – I know we want to talk about a design sort of um, aesthetic and, and talk about that. But I just want to very quickly say that I think the opposite is the approach that most of us take in our shops. Like what tools <laughs> can I cram into this shop? How much, how much stuff can I get? How, ma- how many work tables can I get in here? How many uh, – you know, you know what I mean? Like how many stations can I build? And the truth is is we could probably do more if we had more space rather than more stuff. And I think that's an interesting perspective um, on, on what Bill said.
2: Yeah, and you know, we've had this discussion before and I remember like you Phil were always excited about your tool wall and you and you loved it. And I, I remember saying like I yeah. I don't like tool walls. And it's because I liked have the idea of that wall being clean, you know, and just like blank, mm-hmm. like visually but of course now my walls are all covered in tools like it's just because it is pretty darn efficient but there's something really attractive about the idea of having that sort of open space you know
0: Hmm.
1: the the creativity aspect of it too um, some of my favorite minimalists out there happens to be the, the, the wettest um Ben and Jesse both; their designs are always, and the way Ben shows off his designs is always with a minimalist-looking thing, where you've got this white background, his simple project right in the middle of it. It's this this big space with the one thing, but it just part of it makes me feel like you can be more creative without that clutter, right? I mean, it just to be able to sit down in in a in a big space that's clear of everything and just allow yourself to create and design. Ideas, mm. uh, which I think we're going to try and do now, but mm-hmm. we're all sitting in cluttered spaces. So, hmm. Mm.
2: paradox. Mm. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, I'm a junk collector, right? So I have all sorts of junk, and you know, I have like basically six thousand square feet of junk. You know, in my, my workshop because I, because of this like thriftiness of in me and in the the part of me that sees potential and everything. But I think at my heart, this is my paradox. At my heart, I'm a minimalist, like. Like when I met my wife, um, I had one fork, one spoon, one plate, one cup, you know, like, cause I was single. And so I, I had no need for, and I was like, well, if I have two plates, then there's going to be one dirty in the sink. So I just had one, you know? And, um, like, I remember my s- sister, when I started dating my wife, my sister actually bought me four plates, like two large and two small plates. So I could make dinner for her at my house, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but, but no fork, um,
0: for her she had to use her hands you yeah,
2: know yeah I uh, one of us used chopsticks one of us used a fork and i had one of each so <laughs> makes sense okay <laughs> but uh That's but cool. you know and then so like there's that part of me that like in, in my ideal like room would have like a chair and like a guitar you know N- not a lot of tchotchkes and stuff but then life just sort of happens the next thing you know you have tool walls everywhere and you have stuff everywhere and like the room i'm sitting in right now you guys can see is like i have my cd collection from the 90s on the wall so like i can't get rid of it You know, and yeah, it is. It is a paradox. If
1: if you're not experiencing this yet, Tim, I bet you will. I find myself definitely, and Phil, you're going through this too, where you're going to be minimalizing your shop, Mm -hmm. right? But I find myself as I'm getting older, I'm thinking of ways to minimalize. I've gotten rid of pretty much my wardrobe. I have Carhartt t-shirts and Carhartt pants that I wear now. That's it. I don't. I don't. It's like you know what? It's so much easier. I have. A dozen different Carhartt T-shirts or the pocket T-shirt of different colors to go with my half a dozen pair of Carhartt pants, and it's like I don't even have to. I can mix and match a little bit, but other than that, I don't have to think about what I'm going to wear. It just makes it so much easier. You know, Casey's wardrobe has gotten huge because she's got a professional job now, but mine is just like where I used to have all these printed T-shirts and all the different color Converse, and I've just I've got a few pair of shoes. I got my Carhartt clothes. Well, that's you know
2: that's a great example. Like I. I basically wear a uniform now. I have my own uniform. Like I got tired of wearing different T-shirts, partly for continuity in, in the video making, but also just because it—it it just I was—I just didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to, like, i didn't want to do the "What am I going to wear today?" So I just wear the same thing. I have like ten shirts, you know, that match and ten, you know. But um, the colored Converse, like I used to wear, I have like a, a like a crate of them, like probably ten pairs of Converse. Right, I haven't worn them in years because I just wear my Carolina boots every day. And I have like one pair of sneakers I wear in the you know if I'm not working, but I right. haven't thrown them out. I still have them because I can't throw things away because they're still good. <laughs>
1: I'll never well, I wear can't them wear again them anymore because of my, my feet. But, I, know, um, yeah, I know. I know. So, so they should go to Goodwill or something. So the exercise I think we're going to do, and I think we should each have one design idea. So we're going to come up with a design idea, and we'll agree on a piece of something. And it's like what kind of a what would it look like to you as a minimalist? design what okay. would you make so what what do we want to choose for the the idea
0: bench
1: okay bench i bench. love it. Let's stop Great. right there yep. so what is an idea and phil you can go because i think i just i know i know your face now and you've got some <laughs> amazingness happening behind those eyeballs so what would a minimalist bench look like to phil Pensky?
0: <clears throat> so uh... and you're building it
1: too it's not you don't get to go buy this you're a maker you make this thing
0: Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. So first you go to (laughs) Wayfair.com slash slash reclaimed audio. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) That's not a real thing. Uh, No, what I was thinking was as far as the bench was like really like two – you could start with like a – I don't know, a two by 12 and you need maybe I guess two 28-inch lengths of it. So 28 by 12 by an inch and a half. And then, so just two of those, drill a series of holes at the top, and then uh, get some conduit, cut down to lengths to make the bench as long as you want it, and then one hole at the bottom to stabilize it against twist, and that's your whole thing. So maybe like four lengths of conduit at the top, one at the bottom, and then the second, you know, whatever we said it was, 12 by 28 would cap off the whole thing. And you're done. There's your bench. And you could paint the conduit if you wanted to, like uh, spray paint it like matte black so, or whatever. So the,
1: the, the 2 by 12s are the legs and the conduit yes. creates the actual – I love that. Mm. I love that.
0: It's interesting. I love
1: yeah.
2: that. I like that. So I'm picturing that as being a good outdoor bench because it's not going to collect, you know, water. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't – like yeah. the, the surface is –
0: yeah, like a good park bench type thing. You could use, a you know, a cedar 2 by 12 yeah right right, of right pine and then it would yeah. then you know
1: you, and of course conduit is galvanized so it's not gonna yeah it's, it's whether I, dude i like this idea you gotta build that
0: yeah maybe maybe i will uh, probably not but maybe yeah
2: yeah uh keith decent recently i uh, saw somewhere in his feed he was throwing a bench out in his backyard i guess i think he was if i remember correctly it was like a putting green in the in the lawn of the house he bought and he's like i don't want a putting green so he turned into a fire pit you know like the area and he just he just <laughs> stacked up uh, four cinder blocks and and ran like a two by six I think it was or two by eight into the holes of the cinder blocks you know. Um,
0: yes, you oh, know, oh, I, I think, yeah, you I know think know every
2: 18-year-old I
1: mean? college student
2: exactly. using that design idea yeah. for
0: all kinds of furniture.
2: Exactly, it's the uh, it's the the entertainment center slash bench slash table, you know, of the college dorm room slash shelf. Yeah, yeah. you know, you, yeah.
0: You're forgetting the uh, the stacks of milk crates to make cubbies to uh, to put away your clothes on them. Yeah, yes. But,
2: but you know what? Like, there's it, it, it that could be done in a way that's tasteful. Like, instead of using those plastic-free stolen milk crates. You know, you could, you could use some kind of, a, like, a, a vintage metal one, right? Or you could make make crates and kind of follow that thing. You know, just painting the concrete could actually, like... And that's this is very Ben, you know, Ben Ueda. Um, just painting right, the concrete. Right. Like, you know, now all of a sudden it has a look. If you painted it hot pink and, and you had, mm-hmm. uh, you know... Or, like, or some ridiculous color. I, th- and
1: I think you, any color besides hot pink, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I, I meant. No, good idea.
2: <laughs> but, you know, you, my point being that you, you could go pop art with it like that. Or you could go, you know, yeah. just paint it black you know what I mean? In black match setting. Dye. yeah, or tie dye. But so I'll send I'll, some yapping. I'll, I'll go next because my thought was to make a bench, um, a high end minimalist bench, is what I was thinking. Um, something that would be like indoors, um, maybe the entryway of a of a very nice house, a very nice minimalist house with like big windows and you know and straight lines and stuff. And so my thought is like, so you're the guy, like you're that tv bachelor right like you know you have that tv bachelor pad that bruce wayne lives in or whatever where it's all very angular and stark you know and um, gothic yes no no that's that's outside of his house oh no that's a, oh, that's okay. right bruce wayne did live in a very gothic mansion but i, I meant like more like yeah. i guess tony stark um ah, okay, tony stark right. definitely tony yeah. stark yeah tony like the glass you know glass windows like you know and the, very, the, the, the very yeah very sleek everything's shiny and, and polished and so I want this bench to warm that space up a little bit, but I still want it to match the minimalistic aesthetic. So it's a, it's a live edge slab of Walnut, um, you know, that's just finished perfectly. And it's on just, you know, two basic metal rectangles, right? Um, you know, box steel painted black, nothing exciting about it. But what, what the point of it is, is that it's, it's, how it fits into the world you're not trying to like it's not like hey look at me you know um, and the reason i was saying live edge is that it might not even be live edge i might even cut it but i'm just picturing it not being straight so there's just that one angle that sort of brings you in the door you know and it, so it's sort of like maybe wider when it's closer to the door and gets narrower as it comes in to sort of bring you in and uh and just to have that one shape that's not angular and straight. and so you know it's and and the th- less is more right Boom, here it is now. There's this one piece of warmth in a Stark, you know, in Tony Stark's place.
0: <laughs> right. Chauffoie, right? Like literally, right? So this one piece of warmth inside something that's very exactly. industrial and, and, and
2: cold. Right, but all the but all the angles around it are still there, the frame of it is still there, you know. Right. Yeah. And I think it's that's beautiful. why that look yeah. is in. Like I think that's you know, part of why live edges you know, happens, right? It's not rustic necessarily, you know.
0: No. No, it's not rustic. I mean, unless you're like, uh, I don't know, epoxying the bark on so that it stays on. But like, otherwise, I don't think it's necessarily a rustic look. Uh, Not my favorite look, but either way, yeah, I think it is popular right now. Yeah.
1: Well, I hate to disappoint you. (coughs) So, So, um, (laughs) I have this, I have this idea. So mine is more of an upcycle minimalist. idea and uh, as a, a, for the bench it's more like a uh, at, the, at the foot of your bed the mm-hmm. like the cedar chest type deal so what I have sure. access to is a, an army an old army it's not a foot locker but it's like a, a chest right like a travel chest mm-hmm. right it's nothing special it's just a crate but it's painted green it's got the markings on it from the old uh, um, uh, army base behind the airport. So I have that and I've I've had it for years and I've been like, what am I ever going to make for it? So my idea is that I would take and make a really beautiful out of something nice like walnut and make a frame for the sides of the bench and the back of the bench Mm -hmm. and that this chest and, and shiny polish make it perfect, right? And then that chest would just sit down right in the middle of that frame. That's what you would sit on with the cushion. So you've got this old army Mm. footlocker. Now you'd have to reinforce it on the inside. I'd like to keep the the lid still, maybe line it with cedar so you can actually use it for a chest. But basically you're looking at this old army footlocker as the bench. And then on the outside, the the arms of the bench and then maybe a back of the bench would be beautiful carved wood but an open frame.
0: I hear you. So it's loosely slotted in, essentially, or would you attach them?
1: Uh, it wouldn't be attached to the bench at all. So without the without the footlocker sitting there, all you would see was just like, um, like fringe, two squares, and a back. Right? Mm. You can't do anything yeah. with it. But by placing that bench in the middle of that, you've now or placing that that box that that crate in the middle of that, throwing a cushion on it, you've now got this beautiful. Upcycled, rusticy, posh-looking creation.
0: Hmm. I love it. I, I love it. That's a great idea.
2: I did a. Uh, I had a, a rifle case I picked up um, that I made a hall table out of years and years ago, and I and I had some cherry that I'd gotten somewhere, and I, I cut it. It's very just a very basic like shaker base, you know, like you would make a hall table. little tall and skinny, and I put that that green painted ammo crate on top of. it. It's kind of a similar idea, I think, to what you're describing. Uh, and, and it looked awesome. You know, it looked awesome like that, that
1: Yeah. I so one of the so one of the one of the themes of today has been this interaction, uh, people interacting with the tips idea for our isotunes segment, um, interacting with flooding isotunes. Interact with us on this. This was a, a simple exercise on just some minimalist reclaiming meat and potatoes ideas. If you've got any ideas or you want to hear us do that again with another you know, tell us, hey, do that same thing with a coffee table or something. Mm. That's what, tell them, Phil. I, 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 this is a great way to wrap up, but tell them how they can get a hold of us. What, What's the spiel we do? The info the at spiel. Tim's Lawyer?
0: Well said. Yeah, no, so you can always send us an email at info at com. That goes to all three of us automatically. You can either, you know, tippy-typey it up on your keyboard. Uh, Tim, can you give us the sound of what keyboards sound like, please? Um, oh, here it is. Yeah, it sounds like this. Thank you. So you could do that, or <laughs> you could record us a voice note and then attach that to the email and send it to us. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. Frankly, we all have social media channels, uh, so you know how you definitely know how to reach us if you want to reach us. Uh, so send us some of those uh, those ideas or some of those challenges. Like I'd love to see you do. Like it was a great idea, Bill. Like I'd love to see you guys do. What would your minimalist builds be for something like a coffee table or a desk or a, you know whatever the or a chair or whatever the case may be. So I think that would be um, a ton of fun, and then we can explore that on a couple of uh, future episodes. That would be terrific. Mm. Um, l- let's go right to what grabbed our attention, and I feel like oh, I gotta I gotta give this one to Bill because he gave us the preamble in the pre-show, and I gotta see what this is. So right. please, all right. Think. So
1: I'll just say this is a, this is a food product and minimalist, right? So Casey brought home the other day from work. Um, because uh, on Friday, if they don't eat it, it's going to go bad. So she brought it home. So, honey, I found these apples. And you're going to love this. And these are called... It's from Chelan Fresh. is a farm. It's a, it's a local farm in Washington State. But it's called a Rocket Mini Apple. And I'm holding it up to Tim and Phil right now. This is the apple. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about this little, tiny, itty-bitty apple, it's just an apple. It tastes just like a regular apple. When you bite into it, it's just a sweet, good Apple and it doesn't look like it should be because it's like that's not big enough yet. It's a real apple and I'm holding it up to these guys. It's like two bites.
2: It looks like a crab apple.
1: Huh. Right. Yeah. It's but but it's sweet. It's like a golden delicious, or not a golden, but the the red, the honey, whatever it's got the honey crisp. Hmm. It's like a miniature yeah. apple. And that's what this it's called the, the Rocket Mini Apples, R O C K I T. Um you can look online uh for Chillon Fresh is the name of the thing, and they ship All over the country. Anyway, I just thought this was so interesting. Uh so this is what caught my attention. I'm like, no way, we have it at a local store. I'm like, I took a bite. It blew me away because it's just a, a sweet, it's like a miniature apple. It tastes perfect. I said, we got to have some of these. Kids would love these because it's not overwhelming, mm. and they think it's so cute. They bite into it. Everybody at work, Casey was buying regular apples, and nobody would eat them. It's too much commitment, I guess. I don't know, right? But she brings these little mini apples in there, and all these accountants, these old men that are doing numbers all day, they're all eating apples now because of Casey's brilliant idea. So the, hmm. the Rocket Mini Apple is what got my attention, a minimalist apple. That maximizes space
0: in your belly. <laughs> Tim, what grabbed your attention? Uh,
2: this is a this is a. a <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It, it sort of ties into weirdly enough to to Ryan Ridgely, but just by coincidence, of oh, Bill's eating the apple. That's the sound that you're hearing. Um, yeah. So ryan uh the barn rat there uh, our huntsman uh he was asking me for some recommendations for some bands with banjos in them that were that you know that i might like because he knows you know I, I thought i might know and i, I couldn't really think of any because i just don't know too too much about banjo banjo music um but you know i some, kind of mentioned some bands we were just kind of talking back and forth about that a little bit and then a couple of days later i got an email from a guy who's interested in making an electric banjo um so there's there's problems with that because the banjo is a unique instrument in the way it works is like a drum head and like the sound comes from it because of this you know the bridge sitting right on the drum head um so i'm writing back and forth with this guy a little bit about it and looking at some stuff that some other people have done he has some ideas and i had some thoughts but i was like you know what i just don't know all that much about banjo uh so i bought a banjo <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just, Honey, I bought a banjo. Yeah, so a new movie brought to you by Miramax. Right, yeah. so when
2: you're wondering why I'm living in my car and my family has kicked me out of the house, that's why. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> so I bought this cheap banjo and it's like it's barely playable. Um, and so I like was just starting to go looking online at videos about banjos, so people playing them, uh, how to hold them and play them and tune them and set them up and stuff. And there's this one guy in particular whose name is Jim Pankey, P-A-N-K-E-Y, and he has like a banjo channel on YouTube. And he's just i just really like this guy he's just like this like i watched one video of him he's just talking about strumming patterns and i just thought he was great i just loved his personality and the way he was teaching and uh so if you're any interest in banjos whatsoever go check out jim pankey
1: so here's a a little tidbit of of more research for you a combination we're on the minimalist thing in the cigar box guitar world Mm. they're called canjos okay yeah making yeah people like using tin cans to create that kind of that drum head but you might want to just look into that because that might give you a cross between what you're trying right
2: to do. so because you know we, he's he plays the banjo and he wants it to sound like a banjo but he wants to be able to play loud you know he wants to be able to electrify it and i understand the struggle from the double bass of how to make right. my double bass be loud with rock bands but still sound like a double bass and i was like well there's there's no way you can do it without having this this drum head in there somehow you know and that's what makes it maybe, hard to maybe maybe a metal maybe a metal maybe lid. A metal i was thinking about that of other materials you know maybe yeah mm-hmm. maybe some type of metal um you know drum head m- might work because um, I, yeah, I think what people think are making what, them out of cookie tins right right yeah that Hence might the can drum yeah steel drum yeah steel drum. yeah that might that might work because i was thinking about just basically making a smaller head and then having like having so like the, the whole body isn't the Circle, and there's other companies that are doing stuff like that where they have a smaller head in the middle of the circle, so then the bridge is on a head, but then there's wood on either side of it's still where you can it still working out. Last bad
1: idea, and then yeah. Phil, I'd love to hear what caught your attention. Um, except it's going to sound like it's something that is not a bongo to become a bond bong joe, but
2: it's not a bong. I, yeah, I know, I, I do, I see what you're saying. I kind of like that idea.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which part? <laughs> <laughs> The warm afterglow part.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. How about you, Phil? Philbert. Um, what do you say? My dad used to call me that. Um, so one of my favorites um, is Badger Workshop Matt from Badger Workshop, and he put and I always like as soon as I see that he's put out a video, I watch it because I think he's great and he's a really good reclaimer and he does uh, a lot of what we do except that he like consistently puts out videos which I don't. But um, today he put out a video about ebonizing oak, and he did it with um, iron acetate. Uh, what iron acetate? Right. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I've seen someone really put together a recipe that looked good and a whole process that like just worked nicely. And he basically showed exactly what to do, start to finish, which was essentially vinegar and really fine steel wool, and then and then and then after that, filtering it out so what you were left with was something that was very fine instead of very coarse. And then right away, he takes a paintbrush to the... And it, you have to let it sit for two for two weeks. But he takes it to the oak, and it just, like, instantly turns it black. A beautiful black that brings up the grain. It was just fantastic. Yeah. He made a picture frame, but bottom line is his, I, the iron estate was just a cool thing, and I've been really interested in trying it out because I, I do like staining, but... Stain doesn't always look good as stain, but this could be really great.
2: Oak is the best wood for that, for iron acetate. Other woods, it's kind of eh, like some of the softer woods, like pine There's and stuff. Something in the tannins or something exactly. in oak that reacts yeah. well. It's a chemical exactly. reaction, yeah. But so yeah, oak, white oak and red oak, um, both work really, really well, and they turn black. But a lot of other woods, you just kind of get this like kind of brownish. You know, you have to ex- you have to experiment with
0: it. You know, but yeah, right, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, so that I wanted to play with that anyway. So that caught my attention, and so that's. Uh, well, yep, yeah, touchdown. Um, our websites, williamloots.com, newperspectivesmusic.com, guineapigtanks.com, squaretools.com, isotunes.com slash reclaimedaudio. And again, you hit us up with those, those typey sounds. Tim, no. just, right. once again, remind us what it sounds like when people type. Reclaimedaudio.com slash hashtag podcast. Yeah, yeah, dot .org. Just kidding. ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com podcast.com and then dot .org. Dot
2: Yeah, exactly. We buy them all. I said all all the
0: stuff. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. If you listen thus far, then you're a super fan. You're probably already a patron. But for those of you who aren't, $1 gets you access to the pre-show, and that's where a ton of fun is. So uh, check that out. iTunes, five-star reviews. We will read them out and emails and messages and socials. We love you guys. Have a great week.
1: Bye, everybody. Be good.